0: yo 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 it's no jumper the coolest podcast in the world but today is something new this is the sports talk with your boy big ski and we got the legend himself the heisman himself ricky williams let's go <laughs> crazy let's go thank you brother of course for coming through man of course. i appreciate that bro yeah man ricky williams bro the journey yeah tell me about the kid from san diego well,
1: I'm curious, like, when, when did you first, like, know about me or learn about me? Me? Yeah.
0: I probably was, like, in the eighth grade, bro. Yeah. yeah. the Saints jersey, the Dolphins jersey, like, yeah. sick with it. Yeah. I wore some white on white with your jersey. That was the first time I ever wore white on white. Yeah. So, like, 13, yeah. 14 years old. I'm 34 now, 20 yeah. years ago.
1: Okay. And then when, uh, so when everything went down with uh, the Dolphins and, mm-hmm. and, and when, I, when I retired early, you uh, you must have been seventeen, correct? 16. 16 17, yeah. Right. Do, do you remember like that time? Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: It was the first time I started smoking weed.
1: Yeah. yeah. For real. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You made it cool. For real. Yes. Damn. You didn't just stand on your word.
1: You sat on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. You know. I, I was down. Uh, did a, a visit uh, to Doctor Green Thumb okay. down in San Diego dispensary. Last week, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, I was driving through the whole neighborhood, right? You know, going to the dispensary, and it just hit me that like I started in San Diego, you okay. know, left when went around the world, and now mm-hmm. I'm back in LA, not San Diego. But I realized that I took my roots, okay, growing up in San Diego, I took it around the world, right? And it, you know, how was that for you? It was so, it started off like most kids. I grew up in, especially in our neighborhood where my auntie. You know, she take she would put us in the car and go pick up dime bags. Mm-hmm. And my stepdaddy, like every 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 day after work, he'd come home, pull out his little yellow tray, oh, you know, shit. roll a couple and smoke. So it, it was like in the home, it was uh, a natural part of the life. But when I go to school, you know, they it tell was frowned us upon. exactly. And then okay. and then when I got into sports, it was even more frowned upon. All the coaches said, if you if you smoke, if you smoke, but if you smoke pot, you're a loser. Right. Uh, and then of course I was trying to, you know, be a an athlete. Right. And so I was trying to be good. Cause mm-hmm. it, being an athlete is, is like two especially as growing up, it was two parts. One, you gotta be good at your sport, but two, mm-hmm. you gotta be good. Right? Right. 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 You gotta stay out of trouble. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah, stay out of trouble. Yeah. You got to stand meant, out. Yes. And that meant stay away from drugs. Right. Okay. And so I was, you know, I was trying to, to make it in the sports path, so I stayed away from I stayed away from drugs. Mm-hmm. And then one day, and I think I was a junior, a junior in high school, and I was a big Bob Marley fan, like okay. obsessed with Bob Marley. But, but I wasn't smoking. I just, lo- <laughs> I just loved the music and the message. But yeah. I, but I was an athlete, so I okay. was on the straight and narrow, until uh, I was a, I was a junior in, in high school, and Ben Kotnick, smartest, okay. the smartest dude, smartest dude in school, Jewish okay. kid, and he just, everyone just assumed that I smoked because it was in San Diego, and I was always wearing Bob Marley stuff. So mm-hmm. he invited me to his house at lunch to smoke oh, and you shit. know I just went along and pretended like, like I had done it yeah did. yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, God. and then I you know I hit the bong, and I just I, I you know I coughed my brains out and then I went back and I had physics and oh, I remember Lord. sitting in physics class thinking I don't know why people do this like I have no idea what is going <laughs> on and then I you know and then I was like okay I've done it but I you know it wasn't something that I was doing all the time but if I was around the friends you Question. know of course I hit it a couple times and yeah
0: do you remember what strain it
1: was I, okay, I'm old, so back then we didn't know. It was probably something he got from his big sister, you know, like it, it, it. the backyard, so, the backyard boogie. Exactly. Like, who who knows? Right. Who knows? Who, who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, but he had money, so it was probably something nice. He's okay. um, yeah. So, <laughs> and then, but then when I went to college, mm-hmm. in in you know mainly in the off season, but when the guys were just hanging out, the, the upperclassmen okay. in the room, you know, playing cards, shooting dice, they were passing the blunt around, right. and so they invited me. I felt like, okay, I'm one, I'm one of the dudes. One of and the so, guys. Exactly, and I'm hitting it, and, and then I just noticed that it was cool. We just were all having a good time. Yeah. And
0: then, I no, didn't think anything of it. Nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's exactly. drunk, falling over the place. You know, it's it's a good it's a good it's a good blaze. Exactly, it's a good high.
1: And it, and it was a college, so it started to be kind of those things that sometimes, if it's around, you enjoy mm-hmm. it and everyone has a good time. Right. But it wasn't until my senior year, um, in, in college, I, I came back from my senior year because okay. I could have left and been a, a first first round pick. Came back for my senior year because I wanted to win the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. So I put all my eggs in one basket. I said, I'm coming back to do it. So you guys know,
0: the Longhorns just so you know, because some, some viewers might not know
1: where you played and yes, where you yes, got yes, the Heisman yes, at. Yeah, so, I went to yeah. University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came back from my senior year because I wanted to win the Heisman. So okay. season started off kind of rough. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a couple bad games. Uh, my, me and my girl broke up. She started uh. dating the quarterback on the team. So, oh, so I was at this point where I was like, "Why did I come back for this shit?" Like I was like, the- you know, I was having these fantasies. I could be, you know, making millions of dollars doing this shit on the lot, but I'm here dealing with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I was like having one of those. Mm-hmm. And and I know if you have that kind of attitude, you, you're not going to be successful. Right. And so my my roommate, he was a smoker, and he said he got his bong out and he said, "Dude, you need to just chill." Mm-hmm. And, and he slid me the bong and I hit it a couple mm-hmm. times. And I wasn't expecting this, but mm-hmm. I, I remember I, I went up to my room and I laid on the bed and I noticed that I wasn't obsessing about the bad game. or I wasn't obsessing about my girl. Yeah, I just was feeling good. And then my mind started to think about positive things. Exactly, positive where you things. needed
0: to be. Exactly. What you needed to be thinking about.
1: Exactly, wow. and true That's story. Ne- next two weeks of that season, back-to-back 300-yard games, okay? Do y'all hear this?
0: 300. Ricky Williams just explained to you what marijuana did for him in a serious moment in his life. Took all of that negativity and he, it came between positive thoughts.
1: Yeah, Pay it's attention. real, it's real, it's real. And so that was the first time where I, where I had like a experience where I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but still, so I was smoking a little bit more and mm-hmm. I, was more, I was more interested into it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until uh, after my second year, my second year in New Orleans, um, I broke my ankle. And at the time, uh, one of my old college roommates was living was living with me mm-hmm. uh, and he was playing on the Saints too and he was a smoker and so oh, and shit. my and my homegirl from high school was living in my pool house and she was a smoker so it was like every day I oh, would come shit. home from school and it would just be like telly roll well, up yeah. we'd go in the back and just like chill and again I, I wasn't like I didn't realize what was going on right. but I was I was like letting go of the bullshit from the exactly. day getting my mind right so I can come back and do it again do it again the next day
0: Did that affect you with like your training because clearly it didn't your worth ethics you feel what I'm saying but Did you ever feel some time where it was just like, I got to slow down on, but when I go play, you feel what I'm saying? Like your performance and never But, but mess At with the your-
1: at the time I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't going that hard. It was mm-hmm. just like a it was like an after work routine to mm-hmm. help get my mind right into into go. And okay. then so this was during the season, okay? But so I started smoking during the season, so I had a rhythm. But then after the season, there's always off season and <sighs> you got a lot of free time. You got a lot of free, of free time. time. And so the off-season, I end up getting traded to Miami. Mm-hmm. And I get to Miami and it's, there's some Compared to New Orleans, there's some nice. I was just
0: gonna say. I was just gonna say that
1: jump from. Yeah, it was some better. uh, Yeah, everything. Okay, so (laughs) so I mean, no, like New Orleans is wonderful, but just Miami is is a special place. So I'm in Miami, and I'm and I'm like training. I just got traded. I got a brand new start in Miami. A really good team. And I'm, I'm like getting really focused about my diet, getting really mm-hmm. focused about my training, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to smoke more. Okay, it's wow. like starting to become a more part of my like my my routine. Starting to become where I'm actually buying it. Like I'm buying ounces now, right? Oh For shit! For the first time, you know, like oh, I'm in. Shit. Okay, and then and, and here Ricky
0: here, Williams is <laughs> buying the <a> ounce. <laughs> but, here, but here's what. But
1: here's what got me though. Here's what got me is when I was in New Orleans, the NFL's drug drug policy is mm-hmm. they test you one time a year and mm-hmm. they test in, so in New Orleans they tested us in training camp okay we get to training camp we get that note under our door we take our test and we're good for the year okay yeah? i got traded to Miami and no one told me because no one knew i was a smoker so no one told me that they they test in the off season oh, so i got to work and that's one day off
0: season is when it's cracking
1: yes and so i got so i got to work so i got to work one day and and dude said okay you got a drug test today and i was like damn and mm-hmm. i kind of knew they got me and so once, you, once they get you on that test, they put you in the program. And mm. you're in the program for two years. And for okay. those two years, you get drug tested nine times a month. And you got to go see a, a, a therapist once, once a week. Nine times a month. Yeah. Two and if you, years. And if you travel, they, you got to tell them where you're going. You got to give them the address. Tell them how long you're going to be there. And they can test you anywhere. anywhere.
0: That sounds like a PO.
1: It's crazy. It, it is, that, that's, how they, <laughs> that's how it felt. That's how they yeah, treat you. Right. How, yeah. Yes. That yeah.
0: sounds like a, a personal PO.
1: Yeah. And so, you know. I'm and so at first I was like, all right, I'll just stop, I'll just stop smoking because I was like, whatever, they got me, I'll just stop. And then I stopped and I realized it had become so much of of my like self care routine that Mm -hmm. it was hard for me to to be a football player and not have it in my life Mm because I started popping more pills and doing other stuff. And I said, okay, I got to find a way to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And so I devised a little scheme, Mm -hmm. okay, where I could, I found out how much I could smoke. And still pass the drug test. Right. So I kind of found that sweet that sweet spot. You know, found
0: this balance.
1: Yeah, I found I found that sweet spot, and it, and it worked for almost almost two years. Mm-hmm. I was almost out of the program, and we were playing uh, Philly. Okay. Uh, we were playing Philly on uh, I think it was Monday night, and we ended up losing in the game, like knocked us out of the playoffs. And and so I went out that night and mm-hmm. stayed up a little bit too late, and I had a drug test in the morning. And okay. so my my little deal was. Do would call me and say, I'm coming to, to drug test you in the morning, he would get there at six. Mm-hmm. I'd wake up at five, I had this little drink called Extra, Extra Clean. Okay. I would get up, take my little extra, drink. Extra I'd clean. take my little drink. You know, you got You take the drink, you wait 15 minutes, and then you take another drink, you wait 15 minutes, you pee, and then your urine is clean for five hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had the system down. Okay. But again, oh, I went shit. out a little bit too long, so but I woke up at five, I took my drink, yeah. fell back asleep. Oh my fell god. Fell back asleep, bro. woke up to the doorbell. <laughs> You know, <laughs> woke up to the doorbell. And I was like, "Damn!" And I just said, "I'm about to see." I, like I said, I, I'm about to. So I about to see. So, to see. And, right. and so I, I peed in the cup, and the crazy thing is, when it came back, the cutoff at that at that time in the NFL was 0.15 nanograms per milliliter of okay. THC metabolites, which is really low. They they've already raised it to, to 0.5. Okay. But it was really low, and my the A bottle because they make us pee in two bottles. The A bottle was was like. 0.16 and the mm-hmm. B bottle was 0.14. Okay. So I appealed it because I said the B bottle, if the B bottle was tested, I would have passed. Right. You know, so I appealed it. Sick with and, it, man. And, and they came back from the appeal and they said, oh, they said, let's cut a deal. Okay. They said if you will stay in the program for eight more months, um, then we'll let you out of the program. Okay. And I said no. I was gonna say. I said like, no. That's I said, the no. trap, bro. I said no. Okay. I said no. I said I'm gonna make you guys. I said I'm gonna make you guys make a decision. <laughs> crazy how okay. they always come with a deal. Yeah. So I said I'm gonna make you guys make a decision. <laughs> and and in the meantime i kind of had made made some epiphanies in my own life okay you know about maybe i have a greater purpose in this world than just right. playing football right and i realized that if i spend my whole life chasing this hall of fame or chasing this dream or chasing this money i'm going to miss opportunities to do what i'm really here for right and so i started to, i noticed the writing on the wall and i realized like my life purpose i need to step away from this and find some other kind of purpose in my life and i sweet and so i ended up Failing another drug test, and then I just told the NFL, you don't got to worry about me, I'm out. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Deuces, that was yeah. it. <laughs> so guess what we're going to do to that.
0: Since we was out, we're going to blaze up yes. right now. Go ahead, man. Let's go ahead and run this right quick. Because I got one question I, I've been, like, dying to ask you, bro. Like, golly. Sheesh. Y'all don't even know, man, the GOAT, Ricky Williams. So while you was playing on that field, right? Mm-hmm give me 3 linebackers you try to avoid.
1: Try to avoid. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I, there's only one there's only one that Woo! I that I that I thought about that I thought about avoiding. Okay. But but you know, once you get in the game, you can't you can't play if you're going mm-hmm. to avoid. But there's one that I was I'll say this. I was hurt and I was like, "Thank God I'm not playing today." Okay? okay? And I was <laughs> He was good his whole career, but especially young Ray Lewis. Oh, my God. I knew that was coming. Because- I'm telling you, like, I, was, I was on the sideline watching the game, and it didn't matter if it was a run play, if it was a pass play. Like, he, was, he was making it hurt. He was going to make it hurt. Um, to, the, the other two best linebackers that I, that I, I think I played against was uh, Derrick Brooks. Okay. And that Tampa 2 defense. Mm-hmm. He, he, just the way he played that position. Yeah. I mean, you, you always knew he, he was somewhere close to the ball and he was going to hit you. Sweet. And who would the third one be? Um, you know, people, people are hyped on Brian Erlocker, And he was an athlete, but he doesn't he make the list. Mm-hmm. Who else? <laughs> hey, I, I, I see some of your footage where you say, yeah, guys were just bouncing off of me sometimes. So yeah, he, was he, was one one he was one of them <laughs> yeah, he, was, he, he, <laughs> he, he was one of them. Excuse me. Excuse me. He was one of them. Trying to think. Who, who else? So he, 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 he Teddy Bruschke. He, he was a, I mean, he wasn't, I wasn't afraid of him, but you knew in that game he was coming. Okay. And you, you I mean, he was flying over piles. He, like, he was coming. Yeah. He, he was, he was, you had to pay attention to him. I appreciate you answering
0: that question, man. Cause I know the world will want to know that too out of you. So like another question I got for you, what would you say was like your most memorable touchdown? Cause I know it's a few of them, but mm-hmm. one, which one means the most to you?
1: You know, from my own personal, like, the one that I like to watch now. That's
0: what I'm talking about. Okay,
1: is uh, we, were playing, we were playing Baltimore. <laughs> we were playing Baltimore. Excuse me. <coughs> and we were, we were putting in uh, a counter, like, a, a, a misdirection play. Okay. And we were in the film room, and we were putting the play in, and the coach said, you know, when you run the cutback, mm-hmm. they never bring the safety from that back end, so mm-hmm. there's not going to be anyone there. Okay. Yeah, that's, so I, so we, that's, what, that's what we coach. Mm-hmm. And we got in the game, and I, I ran a cutback, and, and I got the ball, and as soon as I got it, I saw that the safety, with Ed Reed, was coming. Oh. He was coming. And so I, it was like one of those moments where time slowed down, and I could hear the coach oh saying God. the safety's not going to be there, and I could see him, and something told me, just spin. And so I, I got the ball and I came back and Ed was coming right at me and I spun and he just missed. Yeah. And, and I ended up, it was like only a two-yard or a one-yard touchdown but run. But it was just, just it was like you know yes, just yes.
0: he's about to come blow it up right now. Yeah, and the, Ed, people seen Ed Reed coming and blow up those plays. Um, yeah. That's not even hit stick. That's circle on Madden. Circle. You had to hit him with the circle button. <laughs>
1: It's a circle you got to hit early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you hit it too late, you get like stuck in the back. To, <laughs> damn! For <laughs> me, you got to tap that bug. So, are yeah. you in the, are you in the gaming? I, I play Madden. I do. You play Madden? I play I play Madden. I play a Little Two K. I play a Little Battlefield. Yeah.
0: Mm. Sweet, sweet. So, with the dreads, did Bob
1: Marley inspire you with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no no doubt. Like. You know, I say, like, my, my dad, my parents didn't work out. My dad left when I was seven, and I say that. My, my first stepfather, my first spiritual teacher mm-hmm. was Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. I would just come home. I would come home after work. Of course, throw the book back down because I wasn't doing homework. Come home after, come after school. Come home after school, throw the, throw the book back down, put on Bob, sit down and play and play video games. Sweet. That was my meditation. Sweet. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So
0: tell me about Heisman, bro. I want to know about the Heisman. Yeah, tell me what you think about it. Barry Bonds is what I think about it. Yeah. Fucking home run. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so you know, the the, the motivation behind Heisman obviously is is my experience. Mm-hmm. You know? and I just shared with you part of my experience. But right. the, the the deeper the deeper experience was, when it became public that I that I was retiring and it was attached to me, fell in a, a drug test, like. For a minute, I went to a dark place because mm-hmm. at least for me growing up, and I mentioned this earlier, like I was trying to get out. And, right. and the story that I saw in the community is what kept people from getting out, or at least the story they said was drugs. Right. And so for me to be like a, a version of that story of someone who threw everything away or lost everything for drugs, I was like, is that really is that really what's going on? That's right. what everybody was saying. So right, I, had to, right. I had to look in the mirror and say, is that... And I said no. There's That's something not, else. Yeah. There's something else going on. And I'm I'm glad I had that moment. And I and I kept going. And so I became curious about, you know, because you know my mom, you know, she was like, son, like you had all this stuff and you threw it away for weed. Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know. And I, was, and I was like, what do you mean? You know. And so, <laughs> and so again, I went on this mission to say, okay, like I did do that. Kind of. And mm-hmm. so I was curious about what is this about? So I said, there must be something about this plant that, right. that they are lying to us about. Okay. And so I went on my journey and I started traveling around the world. Okay. And, and I kind of was thinking I'm trying to get away from this stuff. Right. You know, but I was traveling around the world and Where'd everywhere. Where did you travel I, I went to first place I went to was Fiji. Okay. Fiji. Fiji, exactly. I was I, I had a friend of mine. Wow. I had a friend of mine. She said, I'm about to go on this trip. And I and, and in America, everything I was watching on the news, people were just talking shit about me. So I was like, yeah. let me go with you. Yeah. You know, because I realized Let you me know, get away. Let me get away. Yeah. I, I don't I mean my mom said go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. So I said, I'm gonna go somewhere hey. where people are like And it happened. I started traveling and people would come up to me, not knowing who I was. Right. Just surprised to see someone like me traveling. And, and without looking for it, people would just walk up to me and say, hey, do you smoke? And so I started having these amazing experiences all around the world. Mm-hmm. Where can- and again, and I was trying to get away from it. So I was like, OK, this is following me. I need to do some research here. So mm-hmm. I started to like try to read everything I could about cannabis. And I couldn't find very much at all back then. And at the same time, I started to get interested in, in like taking care of my taking care of my body, like mm-hmm. alternative ways of taking care of my body. So I found meditation, I found yoga, I found something called Ayurveda, it's Indian medicine, ancient Indian medicine, and I started studying this, and I, and I found this book, mm-hmm. and they had a whole chapter on cannabis, and that's when, that's when it all started, I was like... Okay. Wait.
0: In this moment you're you sound like you're being reborn, bro. I was. Okay, it, keep it, going, keep this book. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's, fire, it's, bro. it's
1: funny because you because the, the the other part of the experience is I grew up very Christian, very right. Christian. Okay. And but but I kind of moved away from it. And when I retired, I just got this like obsession almost with trying to learn everything I can about Jesus. I started reading mm. like all it was this re it was this like reborn kind of yeah. rebirth of my spirituality. And and I I attributed to to cannabis it really opened my mind and started helping me started helping me make connections to things and and football was great and all that stuff was great but i felt like it was meaningless Mm -hmm. and as i left and started to explore all these other things i started to find more meaning Mm -hmm. that's when i started to study astrology and really learn about myself and realize i'm not just here to make money right i'm not just that i have some kind of larger purpose and 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 pursuing that larger purpose became more interesting to me than 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 sports right and so, I, and so I started to be able to recognize that feel of what it feels like when I'm on my path. Mm-hmm. And I just, wherever it took me, I just said I'm, I committed to that. You trust the process. I trust early. the process, exactly. Early. Because I had to, you know, I, I gave up everything. Mm-hmm. And I gave up everything. I did, I did exactly what, what everyone told me I was not supposed to mm-hmm. do. And when I did it, I found out I was happier. Right. And that was, like, shocking to me at first. Yeah. But then it changed my whole definition <laughs> of, like, my friends and family. I right. said, to me, my definitions of friends and family are the people that are happy, that I'm happy, no matter what it looks like. That's exactly what it's supposed to be like, yeah. man. Because
0: and look how you came out, bro. You came out sharper, wiser. You know what I'm saying? Your body, you, you, I mean, come on now. That's real. Come on now. Can't get no better than that. We really appreciate you here, man. The so, real legend, bro.
1: So that's what Heisman's about. It's about telling a different story. Mm-hmm. And I and I say, yeah, I won the Heisman right. Trophy. I had a lot of success, mm-hmm. a lot of success. And my greatest success is the things that I'm doing now, right? And I say Heisman's not about a trophy. It's about getting a high. It, that's right.
0: exactly what it's doing. But
1: it, it, it keep it keep <laughs> keep going. Keep going,
0: bro. You know that's why I keep lighting. Yes, I'm trying to keep going.
1: Keep going. Barry
0: Bonds, bro. Who? How do you make this? Yeah. <laughs> I need to learn how to make some stuff like this, bro. Goodness. Yeah. Hey, you know, know what, know, I know people. You, you want me to tell you something? You started like a trend, too. I want to tell you something. You started a trend with the visor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, bro. With the dreads coming out and the visor, it was just like you were fucking like mysterious, bro. It was so much power. Like, how does that feel knowing y'all can't fuck with me?
1: You know, here, here's what it is, though, because it's what I love love about football and i don't think enough, enough people really appreciate this you know mm-hmm. i think of the the play one of my favorite plays my second favorite touchdown okay <laughs> this is my favorite college <coughs> touchdown oh, Barry.
0: yeah
1: <coughs> all right that's that's home run leader <coughs> all right let me yeah. sit that down and covey get to bay uh, okay here we go yeah so <laughs> <laughs> god dog <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, he has to sit back and smile. I'm telling you, man. The more I'm sitting here, I'm like, it tastes so good, I just can't stop. But all right, is this the is this the
1: Skittles word? That is... <coughs> yeah, that's the Skittles word. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <coughs> but yeah, so my favorite touchdown run, 60 yard touchdown run against Texas A&M to break the record for the most rushing yards ever in college football history. Okay. And it was a, I did it on a 60-yard run, and I, that, it's the epitome of why I love football, okay? Because my job as a running back is to, is to take the ball, and then the coach always says, we can block 10 of them, but we're going to leave one for you, mm-hmm. okay? So we run the lead play. The line does their good job. There's a hole. Fullback comes in, does a good job, gets the linebacker, okay? Mm-hmm. The receiver comes back, cracks on the safety, right. leaves me the corner, Okay. okay? Corner comes. I do my job. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing their job, right? I do my job. Give the, give the corner the shoulder. He okay. bounces off, and I'm up the sideline, okay? There's safety, okay? Jeez. Fastest kid on their team is running to make the play. Okay, My, my, my receiver from the other side of the field, hustling, mm-hmm. right, runs across, knocks the safety out of the way, and lets me get into the end zone, okay? So for that play to work, I get all the glory. OK, but everyone had to do their job yeah. and football is the ultimate team sport. And to, for one player to excel, it requires everyone being on the same page. Sacrifice. Yes. But but there's there's it's cooperation. And mm-hmm. yes, in order to 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 cooperate, you have to sacrifice your own personal needs to to be like connected to what is the group one. Mm-hmm. And and to me, like that cooperation and everyone understanding what like what I have to offer and we all like show up and we all come together mm-hmm. and to accomplish one thing, mm-hmm. ah, that's what I this love. Is, I,
0: I I can relate, man. I play tight end. Yeah. So I had to make them block sometime. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? But, but
1: sometimes I, it feels even better when even though you don't get the like the you know that you had to make that block to spring to play. Bro, when I would see our running back will number two just
0: <laughs> touchdown and just, it would make me feel like Yeah. yeah. I fucking smacked this fucking dude. They don't even know I play basketball. I got a visor on like yeah. fucking Ricky Williams. They don't know I'm smiling the whole time because I'm a big, nice, cool gangster. You they know don't know. It. You That's feel me. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's you know just it. like, fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. You made that shit look so fucking cool, man. Yeah. And like, I don't want to like wrap this up. And I'm not gonna wrap this up because I want to know about the astrology fam. Because I want to get put onto astrology.
1: Yeah. So what what do, what do you know so far about astrology?
0: I know so far that your your peoples hit me up and asked me what was my birthday because they said I was like, damn, Cub about to do a background check on me? I'm really from the hood, bro. Ricky Williams, they got to check bait me. What's 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 the big old deal? So I sent it though, two twenty eighty seven. You know what I mean? I was yeah. born two twenty three in the morning. Yeah. You know I'm with that. Yeah. You know, what's, what's the date? We in February, it's the twos, right? We here, and I'm sitting in Adam 22 chair right now, wait, wait, so, wait.
1: you know? But I'm sure you talked to somebody, probably a Hell chick about no. astrology. No chick ever said, like, you're at Aquarius Bro, or you're I'm from Compton
0: where astrology is not even a thought.
1: Wow. I thought
0: about it because of you. I'm doing homework on Ricky Williams. They talking about astrology. I need, now I need to know about it. I want to know from you. The horse's mouth, man. Because I know if I get it from a girl, she's going to give me the
1: wrong shit. It's true. It's real. Like you said it's real. It's real. So so the, the best way to to explain what astrology is, especially to a dude, is like a game plan. You know, like when, when you are playing any sport, right? You learn the plays. Mm-hmm. And then if you, gotta, you know the plays, you learn the plays, and then you have to execute the plays. Okay. Right? And if you do that, you win, typically. And so I think in life, if... If we, it's the, Coming back to what I said about football in life, if we understand, first of all, like what we're good at. Okay. right? Because imagine if you're trying to play any game, you're trying to play football and you don't know what like the first day, that first day of Pop Warner, right, where everyone runs out and everyone's like, they don't know much about football. Mm-hmm. And the coach does all the drills to see, OK, who are the who are the fast kids, who are the quick kids, who can catch, who can throw. OK, mm-hmm. so the first thing is we got to know what we're good at. Right? Okay. Otherwise, how do we know how we're going to contribute to the team? Mm-hmm. And the next, next stage is we got to like, practice and become better at okay. what we're good at. Okay. Okay? And then we got to learn the plan, the scheme of how does everyone fit, and then we got to go do our job. So astrology helps us understand, like, first of all, like, what are we good at? Mm-hmm. What, what, are our, what are our skills and our talents? And then it can help us learn how to, how to hone those skills and abilities. And then it'll help us find our place where we fit, and then we can show up and okay. execute the game plan. But because, you know, Martin Luther King said, he said it best. He said, he, he said we, there's, two, there's two sets of laws. Mm-hmm. He says, there's God's laws and there's man's laws, okay. right? And he says, my mission is to help bring those two things closer together. Mm-hmm. And once we're born, we're, we're, as soon as we're born, like right? man's laws are put on us, like our parents. From our, the, yeah, yeah, from it's, society. It's down. And we, and sometimes if we don't have some kind of spiritual connection, we actually forget we actually forget about God's laws.
0: God's law. Yeah. And we start veering off into man's law. More. Exactly.
1: And sometimes we veer off into man's law thinking we're doing the right thing right. because that's what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because especially for us, the man is not for us. And so astrology, the best way to say it, astrology puts us in contact with God's laws okay. and God's plan for us. Okay. 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 And sometimes and we all we all need a reminder sometimes, and it's not like we need astrology because some of us just figuring out we figure out we're like me right I figured out the hard way that you know man's law for me was to to use all of my genius and my brilliance mm-hmm. to run for football yards and make other people money okay mm-hmm. that's that's their plan mm-hmm. God's plan for me is something a little bit different mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. and it took me a while to figure it out, but I did and and it's funny that, and that's what. That's what drew me to astrology. I met this woman who was an astrologer, and I gave her my information, and we started having a conversation. And she didn't know me from Jack, hmm. right? And she, but she basically, could, she basically told the story. She said, you know, you're going to be tempted to move in one direction, but your true path is more towards a healer hmm. and a teacher. And, and that's how I was feeling, but I felt like everyone I would talk to people about that, they would say, no, get... Shut up and dribble. Yeah. Yeah. Go run this touchdown. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so to have that inner, right, that inner God's plan reinforced by someone else, like, I was off. That's all all I needed. I just needed one more person to acknowledge that that voice inside of my head was not crazy. One person. One person. I'm shook. Yeah.
0: You about to have me into astrology, man. Yeah. Like, for real, for real, because what I get from it is just, like, taking a leap out on faith.
1: Yeah. Like. It, it teaches you how to have, because people say faith, but how do, how do we validate faith? Mm-hmm. To me, astrology allows me to validate faith. I say, okay, this is what I believe in, and I can see, like, what, what happened, right? hmm What happened? And so, it give, so it's not just blind faith, it's faith that we can validate. Sweet. Last but not least,
0: does it, like, ever come to mind that the Heisman Trophy is a running back running the ball?
1: Well, kind of back then, everybody was a running back. Okay. Every, the quarterback was a running back, okay. and the receivers were blockers. Okay. But, but, but it's, here's the way I look at it. Because to me, if, if it's about the Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. okay, only one person gets the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. But to me, what it represents is excellence. Mm-hmm. Excellence, right? Mm-hmm. There's an association with greatness. And to me, everyone can be great if they, if they know that, like, their role. Mm-hmm. Their role. And for me, I thought my role was this but it was actually something different. And, and that's really the message behind Heisman, is that it's, it's, a, it's my version of Martin Luther King Jr.'s message of mm-hmm. there's two laws, right? And what I found is when I started using cannabis, it helped mm-hmm. me connect to God's laws and mm-hmm. not pay so much attention to, to yes, the other ones, yeah. exactly.
0: appreciate you, Ricky, man. How'd you like the interview? Ah,
1: this was wonderful, man. The show. Part two coming soon? Yeah, of course. We got, I mean, part two will be all astrology. How about that? I'm with that. Part two, I'll just break down your whole chart for you.
0: Hell yeah. I'm with that, man. Yeah. No jumper, coolest podcast in the world. This was the motherfucking first episode of Sports Talk with your boy, Big Ski. Banger, Ricky Williams in the building, and we out this bitch.